Hi, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Great. All right. Seems like the sound is better compared to the other time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's get started. So uh, we'll start off the same way we did the other time. Um, so just you can introduce yourself just briefly and then we can get going on what we're going to talk about. All right. Well, my name is Jessica. Um, I live in America. I'm from a small town called Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, I am going to talk to you guys about authenticity. Great. Okay. All right. So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about, like, authentic self-expression. So this is, like, a common issue, like, worldwide. It's got nothing to do with what kind of person you are or your beliefs, everybody, I feel, struggles to some degree uh, with authentic self-expression. And this is not exclusive to, um, like, whatever you believe in religiously or whatever lifestyle that you lead. Like, everybody feels as if, you know, they're not expressing themselves authentically hundred percent all the time i mean some of us like some people do express themselves fully but you know other people feel restricted so before we actually tackle this whole situation um we have to get down to the basics so the first question i'd like to ask and we can discuss um in depth on what that actually means but for you what does it mean to be authentic well often being authentic is um is it's about being true to yourself and being honest with our day-to-day lives and just really digging into our self-truth um so i definitely think that um to do that we have to be able to you know tell people how we feel and to not you know come up with little things that we don't want to talk about or you know just being being honest on deep levels because it's super important because when we don't tell people how we feel we often feel misunderstood and we can't really get our full point across sometimes because we're too afraid to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's definitely true. Um, like a goals full circle with um, the thing I was saying the other time, which I'll say it again, um, basically like authentic self-expression from my perspective is like just congruency with thought words and deeds. So Whatever you're thinking, you say, and whatever you say, you do. And many times, many people like struggle with that level of congruency because you know we don't want to say what we think because what we think may offend somebody or perhaps disappoint somebody, or we don't want to do something because we fear the consequences or we fear failing. So I guess the underlying sensation or feeling that that prevents us from actually being authentic 
I would say is fear. Would you agree with that or would you like to add on? Well, definitely. I think fear is a big part in it because when we express how we truly feel, it often does cause conflict in our lives because when we say things that are true to ourselves, chances are who you're talking to, it's probably going to offend them or they're not going to quite understand where you're coming from because some people don't like the easy com or like the deep conversations you know like people want the easy hello and you know how are you doing today but they don't really want to hear the deep stuff and sometimes when we go into deep things people people don't always understand why we want to go there you know like they want to be just the hello how are you doing nice talking to you bye (laughs) you know (laughs) Yeah, small talk. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, um, I guess then that uh, boils down to fear again in terms of like really going into the depths of things because, you know, I guess that makes people uncomfortable and, you know, just putting yourself out there as well like uh, can make you feel a bit uncomfortable. So, then moving forward from this, um, in your opinion or from your experience, um, how did you navigate yourself through like authentic self-expression? And for you, what tools did you use to ensure that you were always expressing yourself authentically? Well, the first thing I learned was, you know, I feel like it's important that we are honest on deep levels because like the first thing I noticed in myself was I used to tell a little white lie to get out of something or to, you know, get out of a conversation I didn't want to have because I knew it wasn't going to go very well. (laughs) Like I always can feel that something is going sour. And so sometimes it's just easier to get out of a conversation by a little white lie. And I think it's important that we don't do that because it is keeping us from being our true selves. And I think that to do that, we have to be honest because that is all we have is, is our honesty, you know, our self-expression. And if we don't use it to its full potential, we are just, we are not being ourselves. And So I think that for me, like to start when I started really digging into my true self, I just decided I'm not going to little, I'm not going to use little white lies anymore to get myself out of things or to make situations easier, Hmm. which is a very hard thing to do sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. You know, um, I think I can relate with you on that one, but for me, it it, uh, it it like resonates more in terms of like in my experience. Let's start there. Like um, the things that I wanted to do, like what I really, really wanted to do, um, did not really like go with you know society. You know, like so most people. Um, they want to study something that's going to bring them money, of course, you know, like some kind of 
income that can, you know, make them live a comfortable life. So I think, you know, when I took the decision to actually like go on a different career path in terms of like, you know, studying like philosophy and like just looking towards um, like the spiritual community uh, in, in terms of like what my purpose actually is. And, you know, it, it, that's definitely going against the grain. And I feel like that was a challenging decision to make because fundamentally it was me trying to express my authentic self authentically I wanted to do that I wanted to pursue that and because of the how can I say the opinions or the perspectives of other people and what what they believed to be possible and what they believed were you know things that you should study or things that you shouldn't like pursue I sometimes allowed that to like you know affect me so um in terms of self-expression, would you agree then that it extends far beyond um, just what you believe or just what like you feel like doing or don't feel like doing that? It, it, it extends basically like to your purpose and like what you're here to fulfill. Absolutely. I completely can relate to what you just said because I myself have gone through the same thing of choosing my path and where I want to go in life and you know when when we're being true to ourselves and we have those people in our lives that think we should be doing something else or something more more that can put money in our pockets you know instead of doing something that we truly love and I think that I can relate so much to what you said because I've experienced that myself with like wanting to become a spiritual teacher and, you know, share my light with the world. And, you know, I've run into family that think that is just not something you do, you know, and that is a really hard thing because when we want to express ourselves and, find our true purpose in life we got to choose us over anybody you know like our happiness what makes you happy in life and you kind of just got to get to the point where you don't care what anybody thinks because it's important that we do what our heart tells us to do because it really gets deep when you get into this part because if you aren't true to yourself and you're tr not true to your soul, it can cause severe consequences because we have, I truly believe in my heart that when you don't follow your life purpose, you will get sick, you get depressed, you get anxiety, you get all these things that are, it's your soul telling you, hey, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. This isn't what we were put on this earth to do. And so I think those are reminders when we get sick and ill and sometimes even diseases. It's because we aren't following our life purpose. And that is a really hard thing to do. But, you know, when you do make that choice to be true to yourself and 
decide what you want out of life than to wake up in the morning and be like, this is my life. This is what I'm going to do. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to go after my dreams and shoot for the stars. You know, it's important because if we would listen to all those little things that people would tell us like, oh, is that career really going to pay your bills? Or like, can you make yourself successful doing what you want to do? And sometimes those negative things that people say kind of bring us down in ways of, you know, thinking, are we good enough to do this? Like, or is this something that I want to do? Or it kind of like makes us feel like we can't do our biggest dream. And that's where our biggest test comes in because if we listen to those things that people say, then we are going to be stuck in this hole that we dug ourselves into because we aren't being true to ourselves and being, you know, expressing ourselves to the fullest potential that we have inside of us, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I think with that, um, there's a bit of a challenge in terms of how we've been brought up and how we've been programmed. So the average individual like living in this world has been taught either morally or religiously or whatever like uh, like kind of influence that was, but we're taught unconsciously to prioritize other people above ourselves. And, you know, it, that definitely hinders uh, self-expression because now you're co- taking into consideration other people's feelings, thoughts, like opinions and perspectives over your own. And so, uh, that cannot necessarily help you in terms of being who you truly are and knowing who you truly are because you know like when you're prevented from actually saying certain things or doing certain things then you know um you you kind of take the role and like assume that you're helping other people or you're actually being a good person by actually considering their own things compared to your things so i think in terms of that, it's it's really challenging for a lot of people to actually strike a balance, you know, and look at it from a real moral point of view where you're not being selfish by uh, stating what it is that you desire out of life and that you're going to pursue that because, you know, like sometimes doing that means neglecting Uh, your family or neglecting your friends and not giving them as much attention or some people actually maybe have a business or some kind of work that they do with their family like I was watching uh, this movie uh, it's called The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind I don't know if you've watched it but it's on Netflix Um, so it's about like this little boy who actually like created like a, a windmill like out of like tools that he found like in a scrapyard. And um, before he did that, he tried to convince his father because the they were experiencing a drought, right? So they didn't have any harvest. So 
the father was doing everything that he could possibly do to actually like uh, plant seeds, but nothing was working because there was no rain, you know, so the soil was very dry. So uh, his son basically came up with that idea of using like the windmill and generating electricity so that they can actually get water. But his father told him that's like a ridiculous idea and basically like told him to stop that pursuit and join him in like digging up the soil every morning and ensuring that they that they get a harvest. So like a lot of people placed in a situation like that, you know, like where you want to authentically express yourself, you want to do something that you know that you're here to do, but you encounter like sometimes it appears to be like an immovable obstacle, you know, like a family member, like a father or a mother telling you, no, you cannot do that. So like, what advice or like what angle would you give to others in, in, in that kind of situation where it seems as if it's impossible? Well, I definitely think that when we have those roadblocks in front of us that are our family or friends or somebody who just, you know, who's in your life, that's a loved one that, tries to I don't think they do it on purpose because I think that most of the time they just don't understand where we're coming from and sometimes it's just that they don't want to understand but I think that when we're being true to ourselves and we make a decision about because that's really where it is is where we make a decision if we want to do it or we don't want to do it? Are we going to let a family member or a friend stand in our way or even a business partner, whatever the situation is, are we going to let them stand in the way of us being our, being able to go to our biggest potential in life? And I think that comes with the biggest struggle of deciding, does this person is, are they helping me or are they preventing me from doing the best I can? And that's where the decision comes in as if this person isn't serving you, like in a way that they're helpful or lifting you, lifting your spirit up. If they're not doing those things and you walk away from a conversation upset all the time, like say you get have a conversation with them on the phone. And every time you get off the phone, you feel worse about yourself or, you know, just any conversation you have with anybody. Like if you don't feel good at the end of that conversation, that is somebody who probably shouldn't be going with you in your future. Like I truly believe in my heart that we are all on a certain level of consciousness. And when we have people around us that no longer resonate with our consciousness level, we can't take them with us. And that's the hard part because we want to take all of our loved ones with us, even if they're not the best for our mental health. And that's where we make the decision of saying, you know what, I need to do these things by myself and I need to step away for a minute and 
decide what is the best option for me in my life because I think it is so important for us to be able to choose what we do and choose you know choose the best best life path we can for ourselves because that is where our happiness comes from do you want to feed your soul like because if we're not doing those things that light our passions we aren't feeding our soul and I think that that's when you got to walk away from certain situations and I don't think it is a selfish thing to do because I think that when you're not giving you know like I said before um if you go to um sorry I'm getting tongue-tied tongue-tied <laughs> um like say somebody invites you to go do something like what is selfish is going to do an obligation that you don't have your full heart in. And so doing that, you're not going to bring your full self. You're going to be not there presently. You're going to be upset that you did it just because it was an obligation that you had to do. So I feel like the selfless thing to do is to be like, you know, no, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. This isn't, making me happy and you have to do what makes you happy because that's what we're here for we are here to be happy in ourselves and find our peace and if we're not doing those things you know picking those day-to-day -day choices of you know this is what I want to be this is what I want to do and these are my dreams and if somebody doesn't believe in your dreams are they really there for you like if they don't believe that you can do something, is that somebody you really want in your corner, you know, fighting with you? If they're not there to do that, they should not be there at all. That is a very hard thing to choose. I agree. You know, uh, it's, it's not something that everybody wants to hear, but it's definitely something that we all need to hear um, because, you know, it's all about decisions. Like your life is a sum of all your decisions and to decide to drop your goals, your pursuits and your purpose only to fulfill somebody else's, you're not doing yourself any good. And coercely, you're not doing the other person any good as well. Because as you mentioned that you won't be fully present when you're engaged in the activity with the other person or doing whatever you need to do with them. And also, when you're not true to yourself, then the impact that you could po uh, potentially have in the world, you know, gets diminished. And you don't really get the opportunity now to actually change the lives that you could change, you know, if you actually made that decision. So making the decision to do what's best for you and doing every single thing that you possibly can for yourself. Like we've been taught that's like a selfish act, but in actuality, it's not. It's, it's, it's an expression of self-love because now you're loving yourself uh, enough to actually 
place yourself first. And by placing yourself first, you're actually doing service to other people because you're teaching them that they can put themselves first too, instead of uh, putting other people first, which always leads to pain or always leads to some sort of suffering. So I think with regards to this kind of situation, um, dealing with individuals in that manner and dealing with yourself as well can be really challenging because then really uncomfortable emotions begin to surface, like the anxieties, the fears, the, the, the frustrations, the like all the quote-unquote negative emotions begin to like um, surface into our, into our being and, and it really creates a lot of discomfort and it like brings me back to um, what we were talking about yesterday. I just want to bring it into the conversation today. Like um, doing that requires you to do a lot of shadow work. So um if you're familiar with Carl Jung, he basically like spoke about like how in a person's personality, they have the light and the dark. So the light side is the things that we know about ourselves, the things that we find, you know, like admissible things that we, we like about ourselves and we're willing to know because it's something that we can deal with. And then we have a shadow, the aspect of the self that is hidden aspect of the self that you know uh, is, is suppressed you know all those negative experiences we've had traumatic experiences that we've had all boiling down to like our deepest frustrations and 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 concerns and all that kind of stuff and just leading to personality traits you know that a lot of us don't want to express out of fear so it 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 boils down to integrating all of that because I feel like if you're going to um, take on authentic self-expression, that means taking on both the good parts of yourself and the not so good parts of yourself. So, what have you discovered, like with regards to this? Well, that is where you know we you know when we're working with our shadow self, like. Those are the dark, the dark things inside that everybody avoids. You know, it is not fun dealing with the stuff we suppress deep, deep down. And we go out of our ways to not have to deal with it. But when it comes to moving into our true life purpose, there comes a time where you have to deal with those situations that we suppress. Because if we don't deal with them, there is no way you can find inner peace if you don't do the work. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, like, what are those things in your life that are your traumas, you know, like, for, you know, there's so many different things that it could be like, bad relationships, or being, you know, sexually abused, or, like there are so many things that keep us from moving into our peace and 
me personally, I've had to go dark. I did. I, I did the dark stuff. I went through and, you know, you got to process it. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, this is my trick that I do, is when I have something that is deeply, deeply bothering me, I allow myself to sit in that pain. I allow my heart to feel it. And when I feel like I'm done feeling that pain, you know, and really examine it, like, what feelings am I feeling from this trauma that has happened to me, you know, like, sit with it. And I know that's hard, because, you know, it is going to make you cry. But you know, when you cry, you are releasing pain. And that is okay. I encourage you to cry because that is where you're going to get rid of all those deep, hard feelings, you know. And another thing I like to do is after I am, you know, done sitting with that, I think to myself, I take a deep breath in and I try to fill my lungs with as much air as possible. And I hold it for a second. And then I breathe all of that air out as much as air as I can get out of my lungs until there is no more air coming out. And when I do that, it's like all of that pain goes out with that breath. And you have to go through every trauma you have in, in your memory bank. Like anything that you have gone through in your life you have to process it because if you don't, those things are going to eat you alive. And when you avoid and avoid and avoid, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. It's yeah. a hard one. Yeah. Um, definitely. Like what you're saying in terms of like processing it, because like, um, like the, the way that you deal with it, you're saying that you were, you, you basically get yourself in a position where you would actually experience the emotion, experience the discomforts and truly allow yourself to like, look at it, you know, and, and, and process it. So I think, you know, the challenge here comes, you know, like what, what does it really mean to like process something? Because, like, let's just say I had a traumatic experience, like, in the past. Or let's make it, like, relatively relatable for, for everybody. Like, let's just say I had a bad relationship. And me processing it is me sitting down, replaying the events that occurred in the relationship, uh, replaying the the arguments that we had, and then, like, um, what what do you do from that point on? Because, like the mind will tend to like replay those uh, instances and then replay other ones. And then you get up, you, you end up getting yourself into like an argument with that person in your mind, you know, like it's, it's just, it just really gets like um, challenging in terms of like where you direct this energy in terms of processing, processing it because you replay it you acknowledge that this is what happens. This is what happened, sorry. And then the letting go part, uh, it's, 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 it's really a, a bit difficult to understand because now you've allowed 
all these feelings, all these memories to come out, you know, and, and to fully express themselves. And now then what do you do with that information? What do you do with all those sensations? Um, do you sit with it and just allow it to express itself until it like dissolves? Or do you just like, I don't know, find ways in which you can deal with it by engaging in another relationship where you get challenged with the very same kind of pattern or very same theme. So it's not only like, like of course, focused into relationships. It's, it expands to all the spheres in life. I'm just using relationships as an example. So like, what, what do you think? Like in terms of like, these events that happened and replaying them because that's what I envision when you say process to like replay them and, and really look at like the truth and not look at what is, is satisfying to, to your eyes, but like looking at the real truth as to what actually occurred and taking responsibility. But then what do you do with the residues? Like what do you do with the things that are left behind? Like those memories do not go just because you've processed them. And the feelings do not go just because you've allowed them to express themselves. So what do you do thereafter is my question. Well, um, I would say that what I mean by processing it is allow yourself to feel those emotions that come up when you think about something. Like say the relationship was, you know, wasn't good or say somebody cheated on you or whatever, or it was a fight that broke you up. It, it could be any reason. I feel like it's important to, you know, to heal part of those situations before we can examine them. Because I say that because if we are just examining them and examining them and examining them, like in our minds and we're visualizing what mistakes were made and what we're still in a place of pain yeah and you cannot process them mentally until you've processed them through your heart so i would say is you you know the pain that you feel you know you don't need to think about memories to feel the pain and i would say work on letting go of that pain in your heart by by the breathing exercise of allowing yourself to breathe that pain out because it's going to be able to give you a clearer mindset on what really happened in the relationship. And when you get to that point where you need to look back and see what really happened, look at it from a third party perspective, you know, see what you did, see what they did and see what mistakes you made and see what mistakes they made. And Things are going to be so much more clear if you have a, you know, a straight thought on it, like with your heart not being in so much pain from that situation, because if like, for example, I know, you know, I know somebody who wants to go through every memory, every memory to get over something. And I had, I wish I could remember the name of this lady, but she um, she does this uh, podcast and um, she had mentioned, she had a, an example that was really good. She said, 
that she had um, a conference call with somebody and they were in the meeting and her and her friends worked together and they come out of the meeting and she was like, that was a great meeting. And the lady was like, oh, you know, like just scoffed and walked away. And she thought to herself, man, what did I do? Like, I, I don't, I thought it went well, like, what could I have possibly done to hurt her? And so she goes back to her office and sees somebody on the way. And she's like, well, maybe I should talk to them. Maybe, you know, and then she realizes that's probably just going to cause more drama. So she just, you know, goes back to her office, sits on it, thinks about like what she could have possibly done. And then she's like, you know, I'm just going to go talk to her. She goes and talks to the lady and the lady goes, oh, um, or she, or the lady goes in the office and says, um, are you mad at me? You kind of scoffed when I left the conference call. And she goes, oh, I am just so sorry. My mom is really sick and I've just had a rough day. And I've been taking care of my mom for the last few weeks and it's not looking good. Hmm. And she realizes in that moment that she made up this whole story of what she possibly could have done to make her upset, to make her scoff at the end of the meeting and then realize it had nothing to do with her. So I think that is where it comes important to process the pain in our heart because we come up with stories in our heads of what possibly could have gone on. Like we can make up a whole story about what they did and in reality, they had nothing to do with those thoughts whatsoever. Like that story we made up in our head literally had nothing to do with the way they felt. So I feel like that is where the healing part comes in, that you have to feel that pain in your heart from a situation, because if you don't feel that pain and then start to think about the process of what could have went wrong, did you do something wrong or did they do something wrong? You're going to be running on the emotion of pain and you're not going to get the real story by thinking back on every situation that happened. So my best advice is to sit with the pain because you can feel the pain without the memories. And that seems kind of hard to, to do, but if you just tried enough times without going over every single memory, you're going to be able to release that pain a little bit better. And the more you release that pain and really let it go, like the deep, hard pain about it, because there's always going to be some form of pain, you know, when it comes to a situation that hurt us. So once you have done that, then you can go back and see things for what they really were. You can look and say, oh, well, that kind of was my fault, but I blamed him or that was his fault and he blamed me or vice versa or he blamed her, you know what I mean? So I think that it's important to just really sit with the pain, you know, because if we don't do that, we are not really, we're not really taking the first step of healing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's really true. I think as well, like, uh, with what you're saying in terms of that, it got me thinking like in terms of my journey, like 
and authentic like self-expression and just like the narrative that I'd always play in my in my head. Like I would always assume a specific story was true about why someone did a certain thing or why they responded in a certain way. And then I realized like I was actually doing that projecting my own insecurities and my own uh, doubts and my own concerns and, and creating like fabricating a story that, that resonated with those sensations um, in terms of my like insecurities. And, and what I learned from that is that, you know, everybody has their own individual reality. Everybody has their own individual experience and whatever happens on how they treat you or how they behave or how they respond, that's a reflection of their own state of mind and their own state of being and has nothing to do with you only when you respond. Now, that reflects your state of being and, and who you are as an individual. And I also think as well, like in terms of like expressing yourself honestly, means to know thyself like that's probably top three if not number one like the most like vital and essential um like like uh metaphysical axiom that you can like live your life through knowing thyself and knowing yourself means like knowing your strengths knowing your weaknesses knowing when you tend to procrastinate, knowing when you tend to want to give up, knowing the times when you feel best, knowing the times when you feel like you, you're really motivated, knowing how certain food makes you feel when you eat it, knowing how you feel when you're around a specific person or other kind of individuals, knowing, like, knowing every single aspect or knowing as much as you can. And I, I, I think, you know, once you embark on that journey, you realize just how vast you are and, and just how intricate you are as an individual. And it, it's, it's really, really, really interesting to actually get into that journey because then you realize that you never really knew yourself. And I feel like if you genuinely want to express yourself and really want to express your desires and act on your desires, you must first know who you are. And then you can truly authentically express yourself because I feel like it is a bit tricky and it can be a bit deluding in terms of like you would assume or you would think that you're expressing yourself, but you're only um, like recycling pain or you're only like... Um, I'm going to say like you're just reciting the things that you've believed or reciting the experiences that you've had. So, for example, if somebody says something upsetting to me that other people have said uh, in the past, you know, that person may not mean it in that way that the other people have said it in the past, you know, but because of that trauma, because of that experience that I had, I will filter and interpret it in that way. And then from that point on, I will react. And there will be congruency in my thoughts. I'll be angry in thoughts. And then I'll say I'm angry in my speech. And then like 
in terms of action, maybe I can show that with my body language. And that can be seen as self-expression, but it's not truly authentic because that's not your pain. That that's pain that you've been holding on to and, and that you've identified with. And and it, it doesn't coercely link with reality. Like it, it's not really demonstrating that person's intention on saying that, saying that thing or the other people's intention. So I think it's a really thin line in terms of authentic self-expression and just self-expression, just saying what's on your mind and then, you know, like not committing to what it is that you said. So what are your comments on that? Well, I think that's, you know, it's important to, you know, say what you mean and say what you feel in your heart. And, you know, there are going to be times where you hurt somebody's feelings because you're too honest or, you know, but I feel like if you weren't honest, you would walk away from a situation being like, I didn't say my truth. I kept my truth in and now I didn't get my point across. I didn't tell them how I felt. And I think you're going to walk away with more pain if you don't express how you truly feel. Because at the end of the day, you know, we are the ones that have to live with ourselves. We, you know, it's us, you know, it's us against the world, even though we're all one, (laughs) you know? So I feel like if you don't, express yourself to your truest potential it's only going to cause you pain in the future because at that point you're lying to yourself because if we are only trying to make other people happy and you know say half of our truth then we're going to be the ones in pain so all I can say is you have to you have to be truthful because if you're not we're the ones that are the ones that have to deal with the consequences. And sometimes those consequences are more painful for us because it would have been easier to just tell them the truth, tell them, Hey, I don't really feel like hanging out with you today or, you know, (laughs) or just even whatever little thing it is that you have to do or, or a conversation you have to have. I would rather have a few minutes of a very uncomfortable conversation than be stuck doing something that my heart's not in. Yeah. So, so, um, so to extend more on on that question. So I think let me like just revisit it in a, in a different way. So I mean, like, um, for example, let's just say um, out of your own fear, um, let's. I'm just using like any example I can think of, a good one. But yeah, so <laughs> let's just say um, you don't like roller coasters, right? Um, and then I invite you to say, okay, like let's let's go on that roller coaster tomorrow, and you immediately say no. Now, on the in the surface, you know that's authentic self-expression. You like. You don't feel like doing it, so you're saying no. But in the grandest scheme of things, if we like had to like untangle all of those fears and then we look 
at the root, we realize that, you know, what's driving you to say no is actually fear and not authentic self-expression. I don't know if you, if you understand what I mean. So like a lot of times, like how we react or how we respond is not necessarily authentic. What, what it's actually echoing is how we felt about a certain thing or how we viewed it and, 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 and how we've translated it into our own particular reality. Um, so I feel like uh, that there's a fine line, as I was saying, between authentic self-expression and just saying whatever it is that you feel or think at that time. Because, you know, sometimes what you think and what you feel is not really you but you masquerade as insecurities and, and doubts and, and that then translates into you responding in that particular way. So if you understand what I mean, like um, how, how do we navigate ourselves like around that? Because I feel like that is a little bit challenging in terms of like what it is that you truly want and who you are as an individual and knowing who it is that you are. Because um, a lot of times we're going to be called to act in a certain way that makes us uncomfortable. So do we say no because we feel uncomfortable and that's being authentic? Or do we say yes, you know, like Mm -hmm. even though that feels like that's not me, even though it feels like I, I, I cannot really do that, that's my truth at that time, I feel like I cannot do that. But does that mean now that I have to act and respond in a way that that uh, further perpetrates how I feel? If you if you understand what I mean, I do understand what you mean, and I think that um, the question is: is do you want to be comfortable or do you want to grow? Because you can't do both. Because growth comes with every uncomfortable feeling you could possibly think of (laughs) because you cannot grow in in the place that you are at like you can't there's no possible way to move forward with dreams without fear or the anxieties that come with it because we are always going to face some struggle with deciding what we want in life there are going to be feelings that make us uncomfortable with decisions that we make. And, you know, that's kind of the best part. It makes life a mystery. Like, what am I going to feel tomorrow by making this choice? Like, it's kind of exciting if you think about it like that. Like, you got to be positive about it because if you're negative about it, that's where the fear comes in. If you're negative, Fear can eat you alive and you will be better. You will feel like you want to just be comfortable and not move forward. But is that really what you want? Is your true self telling you that you don't want to move forward? Or is it telling you to be uncomfortable and grow? And that's really what our soul is always telling us is to move forward and do new things. New things are scary. Like, We'd be silly to not think it's scary. And, but I feel like that's the best part because we don't know what's coming. You know, we just have to have faith that things are going to work out the way we 
envision them. And, you know, like, things are going to be super uncomfortable. Like, I can't express that enough. Yes, you are going to feel very uncomfortable. But what are you going to gain from it? Yeah. So I think that's where it really lies. So then uh, I guess we can add to this uh, that authentic self-expression means dedicating yourself to being uncomfortable and challenging yourself to do the uncomfortable things that could help you understand and see yourself in a different light uh, compared to the way that you see yourself at present time. Absolutely. I think it's very empowering, honestly, like doing something that scares you or gives you a little anxiety or just kind of nervous, being nervous about doing something new, you know, but you know, the best feeling is that after you did something that you were so scared to do, you're going to look back on that and be like, that was the best decision of my life. If I wouldn't have spent that hour, two hours or a whole day, whatever it is, of being purely uncomfortable and nervous, you're never going to be able to move forward. So I say embrace it all because that is why we're here. We're here to grow into just the most beautiful Mm. flower possible. So (laughs) definitely then that means then um, whatever you're thinking um, in terms of how you're going to respond to something, how how you're going to act in in a specific area in your life, then the first thing you need to consider is what is the highest potential for that? What is the highest ideal? So, for example, let's just say, um, hmm, I want to pursue a career in computer science, right? Um, but but um, let's just say, I prefer to, let's just say, work with a few people instead of a large group. Because I feel like I can relate to people when I like when there's like a little of them. Sorry, can you hear those words? <laughs> like really, loud. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. so yeah. I would say then, like, okay, I want to be a computer science. Uh, I want to study that or whatever the case may be, and then I will decide to work with a few people, and then. You know, I'll think, yeah, you know, that's that's what I wanted. You know, that's what I I I, I really wanted. That's what I desired. I don't really desire to work with many more people. So then, in that kind of situation, in that kind of uh, experience, then one needs to ask themselves, okay, what is the highest ideal here? What is the highest possibility? So working with a little people that's comfortable and that's probably going to make me trail along the lines of like, you know, I I will grow, but it won't be growth to its fullest potential. Or I could decide to actually like work with a large group, do something that I don't feel like doing right now, doing something that doesn't really express who I am in present time because what, we tend not to admit is that who we are in present time, although it is perfect, we are perfect in the grander scheme of things, but within this reality, 
we contain imperfections. We contain things that, you know, like uh, we contain limitations. We, we, we contain fears and, and doubts and just we, we're not enough, quote unquote, in this reality because maybe I don't have the right skills to deal with a large group of people. Maybe I don't feel as if I'm really charismatic and really like I can really captivate them, you know, so that person would feel as if they're inadequate so you deal with a large group. However, the fullest potential, the highest ideal, the highest possibility is them working with a larger group because then they could potentially impact more people. So then I think then authentic, real, real, like genuine, authentic self-expression is not committing to who you are today, right now, but committing yourself to the highest possibility of who you could be. And sometimes that contradicts who you are right now. So, yeah, what do you think about Well, I think that when we choose, like, say, like, say we're only going to be able to reach a certain level of success as a computer scientist at this type of company that's a really small company like do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or do you want to be a small fish in a big pond so it's really like you know what is your ultimate goal like that's where you need to decide and then also I really feel like this is where self-love comes in because we need to be able to, you know, make ourselves feel worthy because we are so worthy. We are worthy of everything our heart desires. And I think a lot of people feel like they do not deserve to be happy or they don't deserve to be successful. And those are conditionings of our environment, of our childhood, of how worthy we were growing up. And I feel like that is the most important part of, that's part of the shadow work too, because we got to dig deep in those areas to be able to tell ourselves, hey, Jessica, you are so worth doing this, you know, like, this is going to make you so happy if you just try, you know? And you know, the, the hard part is, is like, say you did try and say you failed. And then you think you're so hard on yourself that you failed and you feel like you can't do it anymore. Like, is that really what your heart is telling you? I feel like I used to tell my brother this, if you fail, then it's just practice. It means you're not ready to go forward yet. So keep practicing until you can make it. Because if you don't practice, you're never going to keep going. You're never going to reach your goal. Everybody, every successful person in this world has failed multiple times. And you got to get back up. And dust off your knees and tell yourself you've got this because, you know, if you want that dream, 
and you want to be in a bigger company with more people, but it scares you because you can't handle being around a lot of people. I feel like that is us telling ourselves we can't do it. And we need to be able to tell ourselves, hey, you are worthy of this. You are really good at your job and you can do anything if you put your heart to it. And if you tell yourself you can do anything, you can do anything. And I mean anything. If you put your whole heart into something, nothing can stand in your way, like nothing. And I know that sounds really hard to envision like how am I capable of that you know and that's a really hard thing to come to because if we are not being honest with ourselves and really like thinking to ourselves hey you are so worthy you know and that is something really hard to tell yourself because you know especially if you grew up in a family who never saw your strength Maybe they didn't have the tools to see that for themselves. So they didn't know how to give that to you, you know? And so you're a product of your environment. And that is a really hard thing to break. You know, those patterns that we grow up and feel if, you know, our parents didn't give us enough love, the love that we needed, we have to give it to ourselves and realize how worthy we really are. Because once you realize how worthy you are and how your power can just flourish if you put your whole heart into it. And there's no other way to do it, but to just believe in yourself. And like, if you can believe in yourself, Definitely. you, you know, um, anything. what I did, you know, like, uh, cause I always had like a doubting Thomas in my head, you know, like, you know, the, the, the voice in your head that, criticize the things or like just doubts like mm, I don't really think you can do that or nah I don't maybe that's something that you you shouldn't do because no they not they're not gonna receive you well or just like that voice would create all kinds of excuses and stuff so I was like okay so if a voice like that exists in my mind just just hear me out it's gonna sound a little bit crazy but I think it's like a little bit helpful I created another voice in my head, like one that it's like my cheerleader, like at any given moment when like I'm about to do something, like <laughs> that voice will encourage me and say for money, you know, you can actually do that. Like, what do you got to lose? Like, just, just do it. Like you're worthy, you're deserving. You can have anything and be anything that you want. Even though I must be honest, even though, I had that voice tell me that and I did that and I still failed. But as you mentioned before, like you gain a lot by trying. And I think the more you allow yourself to actually be vulnerable to failure, then failure no longer, you know, has the effect that it does on most people, which it makes them like, if you feel like, okay, um, I'm going to express myself in this particular way and let's just see how it goes. And then you fail or you, you stumble or you don't do it properly or you don't say the right thing or you don't act in the way that you envision. Then you take it as a failure and you think a failure means you stop. So then you go back into your original like 
way of behaving and not really considering your highest potential. Whereas, you know, you can acknowledge the fact that, you know, even though you could be your own, like, hero in your own story, even though you could be your best motivator, the person who inspires you, like, within your own mind and within your own head, sometimes you will encounter, like, not even sometimes, you will encounter some sort of failure. But, you know, it, it, it definitely helps to have that voice that continues to inspire you and continues to, like, uh, tell you that you're worth it. And even though you had setbacks, even though you had some challenging yeah. issues, that you will rise and that you will conquer and that you will uh, get through it, you know. And to have that voice, you know, and continuously feed that voice by focusing that voice you know sometimes when i cannot hear it i talk <laughs> like uh that voice in my head and i i say it out loud you know like if i hear the doubting thomas or the criticizer speaking and then i will get involved in that process and actually voice it out i know what it is that i'm here to do i believe i can do it and i believe i have all the resources within me to accomplish all my dreams and goals so it, it's gonna be an internal struggle I, I i must like highlight that um in terms of like authentically expressing yourself because you're gonna get times when you look at what you did like sometimes it's gonna make you feel a little bit embarrassed like oh, do that really just say that like you know, uh, but the more you allow yourself to feel those kind of feelings and then continue doing whatever you need to do, whatever you need to say, despite that, then you're feeding your cheerleader. You're feeding that voice in your head that can, you know, definitely help transform your life. So I feel like, you know, if you feel as if, you know, you have those voices that doubt you, uh, create another voice within you or acknowledge its existence because it's already there. You cannot have negative without the positive. So you most definitely have a positive voice in your head. They call it the warrior inside, you know, and, you know, like just giving energy to that, giving focus to that and giving attention to that, then you allow that to grow and, and flourish. Absolutely. I think that um, the best thing you can do when you keep getting those negative thoughts is this helped me so much is when I'd hear a negative thought, I would replace it with three positive thoughts. And every time you do that, those negative thoughts get smaller and smaller and smaller. And because those negative thoughts that are you know, they are natural. They are something that, you know, we've grown up having. But those are thoughts that we can eventually control. Yeah. Like, they call that the ego. <laughs> and I hate to say it that way, but that it's really, um, it really is that. Because, you know, those negative thoughts that we hear are really not our higher self talking to us. You know? We were, we are born with an ego and we were born with our higher self. Like, you know, when we're children, we don't know the difference. And so we grow up 
And then once you can realize and see what those are, like see the difference between the two, it is a very powerful thing. And you will get your power back from that because once you can say, oh, you are not a real thought. You don't, you do not serve my highest good. Like we're going to kick those thoughts out. Like they don't belong. And you have to replace them with a good thought, like you said, because they will build and build and build. And, you know, we got to get to the point where, you know, if we do something stupid that we're like, oh my God, like, why did I do that? Like, that made me look so silly. You know, you got to get to the point where you can laugh at yourself and be like, oh my God, I'm such a dork. You know, like, because really, that's all it was. You know, like, if you really think about it, if you think about something somebody else did, like, say your best friend or someone you love does something that they're like, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. Why did I do that? And you're thinking to yourself, that was really funny. Like, that was really cute that you just did that. And then we beat ourselves up for it. Like, say we didn't know they thought that. And you're beating yourself sorry, beating yourself up about something you did, but somebody else thinks it was really cute. Like, oh my God, you're so cute. You did something so silly and you don't even realize it. Like, that is how we need to treat ourselves. Like, if we see something, somebody do something silly or whatever, you know, that's how we should treat ourselves when we do that because we need to be gentle to our soul, like ourselves. Because, you know, we can't talk bad to ourselves or make ourselves feel stupid for choices that we made or whatever, because everything is a lesson. Did you learn something from it or did you grow from it? Like those come together. Like if you, if you take everything that we do, whether it's, you know, if it's something that we did in a mistake or you have to find the easygoingness in it because if we take things too seriously we are going to beat ourselves up and when you beat yourself up that causes so much more negativity than if you'd have just looked at yourself and been like you made a mistake it's okay like everybody makes mistakes what are you going to do next are you going to get up and try again or are you going to sit in your failure? And that's where the choice comes in. Do you want to keep trying or do you want to quit? Is quitting going to make you happy? Is this something that you want and you don't care how many times you fail before it is successful? So you have to be kind to yourself and you have to really learn to love yourself in a way that I have the best outlook or not the best it could be I mean my my opinion on it but I just feel like if you can see yourself as like if you think about the human soul like just any human soul like just the gift of life like and you see how beautiful that soul like how beautiful life is to be given you know how you can experience all these things like how beautiful is that 
And then you have to realize that is within you. That is on the inside. On the inside should only be, you know, the light. You should see yourself as, you know, that soul, that beautiful soul that you, you know, because that's what's on the inside. Every day-to-day things that we do, that is our outside life. That is stuff that doesn't need to take up our inside because that's not us. You know, like if somebody thinks something about you or makes you feel stupid or whatever the situation is, is that really you? Because really what's you is you're trying your best. Like you're giving it your all, even though you just failed. Like you have to look at it in a way that we are all trying our best. And, you know, sometimes we see people that we don't think are trying their best, but what if that is their best? What if that is the best they know how to give by the tools that they were given, like the environment they grew up in? So I feel like you have to be easy going on yourself because you're never going to be successful if you can't be easy on yourself and you know not make yourself feel down by the decisions that we make daily because if you were to judge yourself on everything that you do you're not going to you're not going to move forward you're going to be stuck stuck where you are because you're constantly putting yourself down And that is only creating negative energy when we put ourselves down and we cannot grow when we aren't feeding our soul. Like period. You can't like, you have to be gentle to yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, with what you're saying made me like um, think of Alan Watts. Like he had like this kind of paradoxical thing. He said, you know, like loving yourself, like is, it's one of the weirdest things or like the most like illusionary things because when you get to it, everything that is the self, you find out it's actually an other. So what you are saying in terms of like how you treat yourself, I envision that like uh, I was also listening to this uh, guy speak about it as well yesterday where he said like, love yourself as you would love your ideal partner or the person that you're in a relationship with. Now, when the person makes a mistake, you know, we don't condemn them. We, we, we accept it and we encourage them to, to move forward and make them feel good about themselves. So when that happens with you, when you make a mistake, then you speak to yourself like you would, another like you would do with another person like that you love you would speak kind words to yourself and ensure that you motivate yourself to move in the best possible way like to move forward of course and also like just understanding that loving yourself is a a process in, in terms of like knowing who you are because like when you begin to know who you are, you'll begin to realize that like what you called self is like 
you know it, it's not really like something that you own or something that you chose you know it's like a lot of fluctuations between things that you know you didn't really necessarily know about yourself or you did know about it but you know you didn't really choose liking that thing it just it's something that just happened so like um whenever it is that you're like in that journey of like self discovery and in that journey of like trying to accomplish your goals and your purpose and your dreams like dealing with yourself in a way that you would treat another person that you're in love with is definitely like um, a really good like method to use in terms of this because uh, you're so close to yourself like the self is way too close for you to actually like know it fully and in its totality so you can only get like the unraveling of it the unfolding of it just like your partner you don't fully know them you can never fully know another individual but you know it's exciting to see them unravel and whatever unravels you bless it and 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 you praise it and you ensure that they know that they're loved so why not do that with yourself you know like as you unfold and as you become who you know you're supposed to be on that journey of unraveling those kind of things you know whatever unravels whatever comes out of the self bless it and 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 thank it and and encourage it and just speak highly of yourself as, as much as possible because um you would do that for the person that you loved so it, it only makes sense to do that for yourself and then that's when like you allow yourself to be your authentic self expression because a lot of things that actually prevent us fundamentally on like the the basis of it it's not other people it's not our environments but it's actually ourselves how we judge ourselves whether we see that thing as okay or not because if we found that quality within ourselves or the qualities within ourselves truly okay and truly enough and truly good then it won't be a problem to express that the problem comes when we place judgments and of course those judgments are influenced by external factors yes but fundamentally you're the one who's deciding how you judge yourself and just i think i thought that was like a good analogy and like in terms of like how you can begin to love yourself is to treat yourself like you would another Yeah, I think that is a wonderful way to look at it because that is all we can do is, you know, we're all just trying to be the best we can be. And we can't do that if we're putting ourselves down all the time. You know, we're not going to get positive results out of negativity. And <clears throat> so I would move forward with, you know, your with being kind to yourself and as hard as that is, it is a practice. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to work at it. It's going to take a little bit of time to get rid of that voice that is telling you you're not good enough. And, <clears throat> but I think that you just have to, you know, believe in yourself and 
know that you're capable of doing anything that your heart is guiding you to. You just have to yeah. love yourself enough. Yeah, all right. I think we, we, we've covered it like up enough for like today. I do want to talk about <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I, I could go on and on, believe me. I'm sure you could. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next time I'd definitely like to I know, talk about what you touched on, like yeah. uh, you briefly touched on. It was about the ego and like yeah, so I, I really wanna like really discuss that. I, I feel like that that can be a really mm-hmm. fruitful discussion. Um but yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for sharing your wisdom and experiences. And yeah, um, cheers towards the journey of self-expression, authentic self-expression. Well, thank you for having me. It was very delightful talking about this because it is an important <laughs> thing yeah, and i'm excited yeah. to talk about the ego because all right jessica deep, uh, hope you have a great day <laughs> and yeah love and light and peace <laughs>